Greetings, patriots. This is Perry Green with God in America. Today's podcast is entitled, Our Farewell Address, Faith or Fear? Today, I want to try to stir our spirits for the battles we will be facing in the days ahead. I've been reading Deuteronomy, and several issues caught my attention. First, this is Moses' farewell address to the children of Israel. He had served the nation for years, and now it was time for them to have a new leader in Joshua. Before he dies, Moses repeats the law to the Hebrews and retells their story. Notice as you read the book that he tells the story as if they had personally witnessed the events. The farewell address of our leaders can stir our hearts. In early 1796, President George Washington decided not to seek a third term as president. He gave his farewell address to the nation before returning to Mount Vernon. In the speech, Washington urged Americans to avoid excessive political party spirit, geographical distinctions, and against long-term alliances with other nations. He also declared some familiar words. He said, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. In vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness, these firmest props of the duties of men and citizens. The mere politician, equally with the pious man, ought to respect and to cherish them. And he goes on. And let us with caution indulge the supposition that morality can be maintained without religion. Further in the speech, he said, Reason and experience both forbid us to expect that national morality can prevail in exclusion of religious principle. These were important precepts to him, and this was his last opportunity to say what he thought the nation needed to hear. I imagine that Americans wept when Washington retired from the service of his country. Yet he and the others of the founding generation established a solid foundation for America. The challenge for us is to build on it without chipping it away. Second, Moses mentioned the land of promise to the descendants of Abraham in Deuteronomy 1 verse 8. That promise stems from the certainty of the covenant God made with Abraham. According to the text, the land was intended for the descendants of Abraham through Isaac and Jacob. Third, there are a couple of principles that we incorporated into the life of the United States. There's the representative form of government found in Deuteronomy 1 verse 13. He said, Choose for your tribes wise, understanding, and experienced men, and I will appoint them as your heads. Then there's the need for an impartial justice system in Deuteronomy 1, verses 16 and 17. He said, And I charged your judges at that time, Hear the cases between your brothers, and judge righteously between a man and his brother, or the alien who is with him. You shall not be partial in judgment. You shall hear the small and the great alike. You shall not be intimidated by anyone, for the judgment is God's. But fourth, Moses addresses the subject of fear. He recounts what happened at Kadesh Barnea in Deuteronomy 1 verse 21 says, See, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up, take possession as the Lord God of your fathers has told you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Out of fear, the ten spies persuaded the people not to enter the promised land. Joshua and Caleb tried to urge them on, but they refused. Fear paralyzed the nation. As a result, they did not trust the Lord for victory and had to go back into the wilderness where God led them in circles 
until the generation of the fearful died off. On this side of that story, we would say that the Hebrews should have trusted the Lord. They should have conquered the land. But wait, if we make our own applications, we see a similar situation for us. They feared giants in the land. What or whom do we fear? Some fear our clearly revealed tyrannical government. We once thought that we had leaders in Washington, D.C. that cared about the citizens and had our best interest in mind. That is highly unlikely for many years now. It's been secretly tyrannical, and now it is obvious. They've stopped hiding it. Are you afraid? If you're operating out of faith today, what advice would you give? Would you be afraid to stand up for liberty? Woulda, coulda, shoulda applies to us, just as we have applied it to the Hebrews. Do you have the faith to say no to tyrannical elected officials who have forgotten that the power of this nation is we the people, not they the government? I want you to know that there are Christians who are taking the fight to the tyrants. They're going into the valley with a sling and a bag of five stones to stand up against a communist-driven school board or an out-of-control city council. It will take this kind of faith to stem the tide. As we face our giants and realize that life is rapidly flying by, what will our farewell address be? Will it be one of faith or of fear? As we close, I want to encourage all of us to keep the light of faith over fear burning.